peoples of the worldwide federated internet, what's good? Yo, as I always say, I am definitely no theologian by far. I am no Bible scholar by far. I'm thankful when there's people who are studious, who pay attention to their Bible, who can point out something that I missed. So in my video um, talking about church the modern church makeup and and what we do and how we congregate and i was afraid this was going to happen when dealing with a topic like that conveying your thoughts even when you go to what the bible says sometimes conveying your thoughts doesn't necessarily come out right and it can be mis misconstrued so honorable mention shout out to the sis tippy tie on instagram who um, we had a discussion in the comments and she was able to point something out to actually help me to get to, to clarification unless anybody is confused. And she actually brought up a verse that I was going to go to in that video. And I'm going to read it now because it's actually a verse I'm going to go to today. Um, I'm going to read past just dealing with something else. But it's in a book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24. And it says, um, uh, 1025, as a matter of fact, it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as ye see the day approaching. So for anyone who watched that video and got the impression that I was telling you, you shouldn't fellowship with believers and you shouldn't go to church definitely was not what I was saying. And she definitely understood what I was getting at. But again, this is why I say I am open. I am open for correction in my comments. I am no theologian. I am no Bible professor. I am I am no high minded dude by any stretch of the imagination. I am a very feeble guy that I'm just sharing my thoughts. That's all I'm doing. So in Going to that verse, uh, actually going to another verse in the book of Hebrews, I was thinking about a topic that I, I discussed previously, but from a different angle. And what I discussed was how people or what people think of God. What I attempt to do personally is go in the Bible, see what God says about himself and believe that is that simple. I'm not a, I'm not a brainiac. I'm not a super brilliant dude. My mind doesn't work like, like some of the, some of the great minds 
I'm, I, I have to, and, and when I was in the military, we had a saying, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard this saying before. And it's, it's, it is not just a saying that's only specific to the military, although I would be surprised if it didn't originate there. I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. The term is KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. And I'm telling you, that's definitely something that I have to apply to myself. I have to keep it simple. So when I'm trying to when I'm trying to learn about God, I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, all right, God, this is what you have laid out in your word about yourself. I believe it. It's that simple because my mind don't work deep enough to go through some of these tangents that some people go through. I'm just not that deep. But I, God's judgment is something that is never, I wouldn't say never, but it's seldom brought up in a lot of the mega churches a lot of the, um, the 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 huge movements within the within Christian circles, you'll you'll hear God's love talked about. You'll hear God's sovereignty talked about. You'll you'll hear God's mercy and His grace talked about. All wonderful things, insanely wonderful things. I'm thankful to God for all of those. But you almost. I wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't say never, but you seldom hear of God's judgment. But I want to show you something in the Bible that really this got to me. And I can tell you right now that my life is a cautionary tale. And I have I have seen these things born out in my life. Unfortunately, God's judgment. I wish I could say I wish I could say I got saved and. And I always say this, I wish I could say I got saved and everything was right and I never experienced any of God's judgment. But unfortunately, I am exactly like the children of Israel in the Old Testament. I am stiff necked. It took me going through some tumultuous times, some judgment that I could have avoided to learn my lesson. I had to burn my hand on a pot before I learned, unfortunately, but I did. But let's get to this. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, we'll go down, we'll go verse 5 and verse 6. The Bible says, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not. The, uh, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord nor faint when thou art rebuked of him for whom the Lord loveth. He chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Because you see, there's this idea that God will never judge anything like, oh, I can get saved. And, you know, once saved, always saved. So I can get saved. And, you know, just if I if I sin, I'm just going to, you know, Go to God and repent and it's all good. So people conflate ideas. Does God forgive sin? Yes. Does that mean God won't judge? Negative. And people conflate those two things. They conflate God's forgiveness for lack of judgment 
and you make a great error when you do that. I made that error and I paid the price. In the book of Hebrews, again, the verse I read earlier, chapter 10, verse 24 through 31. Where am I at? 24 through 31. All right, the Bible says, and let us consider one another to provoke um, unto, let me start over, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much uh, the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses how much how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the son of god and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the spirit of grace for ye know for we know um him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. Again, the Lord shall judge his people. You got to pay attention to that because this is something that this is something that's left out in, in, in a matter of Christian living. The Lord shall judge his people. And the next verse really it, this verse shook me. The Bible says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Man, you want to talk about something that hit my heart and had me like, ooh. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these these verses are true. God ain't going to just let you do what you want and get away with it. That is, that's not how this works. And, and, and I know, I know how biblical truths have been presented on the world stage by, by some people to other people. And I understand why people think that way, but this is why it's important to stick with what the Bible says. And I want to, again, shout out the sis, Tippy Ty for studying her Bible and hearing what I said. And let, so let's say if I meant, if I meant something anti-biblical, I appreciate the fact that she studies her Bible enough to know, well, let me, let me see what he's talking about here, because if he's going against the Bible, we gonna have to have a discussion. I appreciate that. And as I said, I welcome that. But I think a lot of people have been, have been taught this idea that, oh, once you save, you could just live what you want, live how you want. Just go ask God for forgiveness and it's all good. 
Let me read you a story out of the book of Second Samuel. And some of you will probably be familiar with this story. Second uh, Samuel chapter 12. We'll start at verse one and go down to verse about verse 13. Now, David, they're at war. David comes home. He's chilling while the men are still at war. He wakes up in the morning. He sees Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite, out there bathing. He wants her. He takes her. He lies with her. He then has Uriah the Hittite sent to the well, first he had Uriah the Hittite come home because when he slept with Bathsheba, she got pregnant. So he had Uriah the Hittite come home. He was going to he wanted him to sleep with his wife so he could make it like that was his kid. No harm, no foul. Right. Uriah was like, nah, my men is at war. I'm sleeping outside, outside the gates right here. I'm not sleeping with my wife while my men are out there at war suffering. So David had his general put Uriah the Hittite in the hottest place in the battle so he would die. And he died. And David at this point is thinking, ah, I got away with this. Let me show you something. And I want you to pay attention to some things that happen throughout these throughout these verses. You'll see. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And came unto him and said unto him, there were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished up. And it grew up together with him and with his children. And it did eat of his own meat and drink of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man and he spared to take his own flock of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the uh, for the man that was come unto him. Now David and David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said unto Nathan, as the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man, if this is one of those moments in the Bible where I'm I'm putting myself in David's shoes and hearing Nathan say this, my heart sinks. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives unto thy bosom. And gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And and if that had been too little, I would more moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore, 
hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight, that thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and has taken his wife to be thy wife and has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of his son. For thou didst, thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. How be it? Because thy deed, because this deed, thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also uh, that is born unto thee shall surely die. So you notice some things in there. David repented immediately once Nathan dealt with the matter at hand. But. And God forgave him. He said, God has put away, put away your sin. But if you notice in those verses, that didn't, that didn't alleviate God's judgment. God still dealt with his sin. He was forgiven for sure. And he was, he was restored and right standing with God, but God dealt with his sin. Look, I'm telling you, had I understood and now let me take that back. I understood. I had full understanding of what I was doing. I was playing games with God after I got saved. I played with fire and I got burned. This ain't no joke. And that's not that's not to say that that God is this evil God, you know, in heaven, just looking to whack you for everything you do. That's that that's that's not God. But the point being is that. We can't just walk and live in sin as believers and expect that God's judgment is not coming. That's a fallacy. I lived that fallacy. I paid the price. I'm telling you, that is a fallacy. If you if you listen uh, again to what uh, the first verse I went to, it was Hebrews 12. There's a common in there in Hebrews 12, five and six. The Bible says, let me see if I can find a comment offhand. Yeah. In verse six, it says, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you remember all through the Bible, the Bible reiterates time and time again that David was a man after God's own heart. And even further, when 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 the Bible mentions David, it meant it also mentions that the only fault with David was the matter of Uriah the Hittite's wife. 
This is a man after God's own heart that could fall like that. That to me, that that humbles me. Surely I'm nowhere near David. Nowhere. I'm definitely not one of these going around saying I'm I'm like David and I'm gonna slay this and I'm gonna do that. I would like to have the faith and the walk that David had. I definitely would. Outside of, of course, you know, Uriah the Hittite, the matter of, you know, Uriah the Hittite and his wife. But I would love to have the holy walk that David had with God. I'm definitely not not going to put my myself in his shoes. That's big shoes to fill. But we see that David didn't escape that judgment from God. Look. The, the, the Bible commands us to be holy as God is holy. My, my, my desire, like I'm serious, when, when I tell you this, I am dead serious. The Bible says, we just read it earlier. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living, of the living God my prayer is God help me walk with you because I don't want to go through that again. I do not want to be judged by God. I just want to be able to recognize before something becomes a problem. Lord, forgive me. Help me to overcome this. I don't even want this to get to the point where I have to go through that again. Because I'm telling you. When the Bible says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God, let me tell you. That's something that we we need to take heed and we need to listen to. God is love. Absolutely. God's mercies are renewed every day. Absolutely. God's grace is abundant. Absolutely. But you also better believe God's judgment is there for those who won't listen. I was pig headed and stiff neck, and I'm here to tell you that that ain't no joke and that ain't nothing to play with. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.